Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod and a C with myself and Cynthia Bailey. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. What's up, Teddy? Well, this episode won't be airing until obviously after Orange County airs and you guys will be watching along with us. But we're recording early because where are you going, Cynthia? London to Mick Jagger's 80th birthday party. Ah! <laughs> Talk about a flex. Like I'm about to head over to Ortega Highway for a horse show. <laughs> I talk about worldwide. Oh my goodness. I can't even contain myself. Like I'm literally packing to leave as soon as I get done with this. And I'm going for one day. Like I used all my Delta miles to go. Because <laughs> it was like crazy kind of last minute but at the end of the day i was like if i'm ever going to clean out my sky miles this is the good reason to do it and who are you going with i'm going well sutton's meeting me over there i knew it i knew it i could feel it in my bones i was like this this feels like a sutton type event yes we we met them at the gala that i went to the ballet gala his fiance is a ballerina so i was a ballerina of course she is Yes, yes, yes. So that's how it all happened. And then she slid in my DMs and I was like, what is this? And then I was like, Seth, did you get this? She was like, no. And I was like, all right. So then I started the communication chain and roped us all oh, in. Okay, so just sure. to be clear, you got the invite and then invited Seth. <laughs> just wanted well, to be clear, I wouldn't have got the invite had Seth not invited me to the American Ballet Gala. Okay, so I had to be there to get the invite. But once I was in that room, yes, I was the one that she DM'd. Okay, well, now I have the next question, which is, which rock star are you going to make out with? <laughs> it needs to happen. I haven't thought that far ahead. I have not thought that far ahead. I want I you know. now, what I'm going to spend my t- my downtime doing today is what rock stars are friends with Mick Jagger, and then who's single, and then... I want you to get to work because what I want you to come back to is a good story about someone you at least made out with. I know, right? I at Mick Jagger's wedding. Well, here's the thing with those rock stars. I mean, they're all like older guys, right? So I'm already like in, you know, in the same lane with them. So, <laughs> um, And they also like supermodels. Just yeah, to- and younger, younger women. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You look really old. Like, oh, I can't even. Ugh. Maybe they won't ask me my age, though. So. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you have flawless skin. You're tall, beautiful, good smile, good laugh. <laughs> They're not going to be into it. Um, but now we have to go to a little bit of a, a different note. Yes. Orange County. Oh, wait. No, no. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. no. And there's okay. no dodging today. I want actual responses. <laughs> Where are we going? Okay. I have so, a bad feeling about this. Well, you should. 
because um, Nene Leaks was on Carlos King. It was just released, and this is what she had to say about you. What? She loved Cynthia like a sister, that it looked like Nene was more of a leader in their friendship, but it was quite different than what it seemed. I'm okay with this statement. However, then it so goes, <laughs> what? So far, so good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> then she says she will never be friends with Cynthia again because Cynthia tried to get Nene fired and stop her bag. She could work with her again, but never respect her. She said Cynthia had an alliance with producers. What is your response on this? Okay. I almost don't even want to respond because it's so ridiculous. First of all, I'm the first person to give Nene Leakes her flowers. Whether or not she will give me the, even the water to put a, a, put some flowers <laughs> in. <laughs> I don't even think I can get the water, but I'm the first to say, when you think of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, you think of Nene Leakes, period. The woman definitely put the show on the map, okay? She's amazing TV. She is, her personality is off the chain. She's she's good TV. And when we were friends, it was great. And I never say anything but that. So first of all, number one, I don't have the power to get Nene Leakes fired from anything. I can get Nene Leakes fired from Taco Bell, okay? You're I like, do I can't even keep now. myself hired. <laughs> a, I mean, okay, first of all, I'm not even on the show. So if I have all this power, how am I not even on the show anymore? But anyway, make it make sense. So first of all, I don't have the power to tell a network what to do with an incredible talent <laughs> like such as Nene Leakes, who clearly is amazing TV. And if I did, let's just say I did for some insane reason, have this power to control the network and make them fire her or try to convince them to, why would I want to? The most successful shows we had on Housewives was when she was a part of the cast. Actually, right. but we were friends too. And so, doesn't that make your life easier when someone's good TV? Listen, I was, it was great to even be paired with her. Her, They paired me with her when I started the show. And I had this, I was under her umbrella for a few years. So I had that safety of not having to ever go against her. So, which was great. So I never had a reason to want, to not want her on the show. I think she's great for the show. I've always so why would she even say that? It, what has happened between when you guys were on the show and now, because I, I mean, I've been with you off this podcast plenty of times and talk, yeah. we've had conversations about the women, not that I'm going to say here, but you never had anything but positive things to say about Nini. Nothing but positive things to say. Like, I honestly don't know where that is coming from and why she thinks that. And it really hurts me that she thinks like, let's just, but you know, when I'm friends with someone and we break off or whatever, I still try to actually hold on to the good that I actually saw in this person. So I, I don't think that I'm crazy for being friends with them this long. Like there was something good there that kept, you know, the energy that was good that made me want to be friends with them. So the fact that she even thinks that she could even just publicly say, say this, that I would do that is really hurtful. When she well, knows then she continues on and says more, Cynthia. So then oh, she goes, Lord, what else? yes. Then she said, Cynthia is very different off the show. Cynthia created a character for the show to appear differently than she really is. Cynthia is more vocal off the show than on the show. Okay. She's talking about 50 Cent. I think we all can get upset on the show. We all can act a fool on the show when we get ready to. Okay. Yeah. Everyone is done. We can all get pissed off. We can all lose it. We can all snap. I named that part of me 50 Cent which didn't come out much because honestly, I didn't have that much drama on the 11 years that I was on the show. But yes, okay. am I capable of getting somebody together and flipping out and going crazy like everybody, every other housewife does? Absolutely, but is, some, is it something that I thrive on and I'm like, hey, this is the person that I really wanna be because actually if I was that person all the time, I would probably still be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> But the flip side of that is I actually try to carry myself with some class and grace. I've been that person. You can go and do all your research for years and years and years. I'm only out of character when I'm taken out of character. Yes, 50 Cent lives inside when somebody bothers me and somebody comes for me and I have to defend myself. I don't like 
for her to come out, but she can't. And that's it. So just like she has her the side, which they can pull plenty of footage for her from her, like, you know, flipping out. So we're not going to act like I'm the only 50 cent running around. Yeah. I mean, I think clearly everybody has a side of them that they don't want to show. And they not just on television, but in general. There are are times when I get pissed about something and then I'm like at a 10 and I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. There was a typo on the website. It's not, you know, (laughs) like reel yourself in, take a breath. Um, And then there are other times where I feel really justified, justified, and then I'm crazier. Yeah. Yeah. And And can I tell you this? Every time I did get out of character on the show, I always hated it. I'm like, damn it. Why did I let myself, why did I let that person or this situation take me there i'm better than this i don't have to be i don't have to go i don't have to do this to be able to communicate my feelings you know what i'm saying so it's not something that i'm like hey hey hey, i know how to like cuss a bitch out hey i know how to like check somebody i'm not that person yes can i do it 100 will i do it if i need to 200 but is it yeah. like something i want to be known for no not really and I mean, I kind of feel, and not to bring this on to a current person, but like, I really believe you when you say that, that you see that in yourself and you say, I don't want to do it. Where sometimes we saw like last season with Marlo, where she'd be like, she'd lose it. I don't want to do this anymore. And then she'd lose it again. Like it was kind of, and then at that point you wonder, is she losing it for the show? Like I'd much rather see somebody that hasn't you know, just a natural reaction to getting upset occasionally than one that feels like they're overdoing it to create good television. Teddy, I am known for being the boring, classy one on this show. Okay. So sorry if I actually can get upset sometimes, but yeah, like I'm not even known for that. Like I can't even like for 11 years, how could I trick everybody and just pretend to be this person? It's who I am. You've like, you know me on and off. Outside of this podcast, I have plenty of other people that know me. I only go there when I have to go there. And I don't really like doing it. But if I have to do it, if I'm, you know, dealing with six women and it goes there, it goes there. So that's all I'll say on it. Again, I'm going to give Nene Leaks her flowers one more time right here on this podcast. I think the woman's great TV. When we were friends, I've never laughed harder than I did with her. I wish her well. I pray for her and her family. And with everything else that she has going on, I am the least of her problems. Trust me, I'm the least of her concerns. Like I come in peace. I wish the woman well. Well, we have new concerns because I just did the math on freaking Heather Dubrow's purchases recently. And I, listen, I need to work harder because I did it right here. What? So we know she sold her OC house for $55 million. What? I didn't know that. Well, she sold her OC house for $15 million. Then, I don't know, maybe it was a couple months ago or something like that. She bought a penthouse apartment in Beverly Hills adjacent area in a famous building that it's like when you live there, it's very, it's like you you made it. She bought <laughs> that. Wealthy, excuse me, not rich, wealthy. Wealthy. She bought that for $14 million. Then it's released a couple days ago. Heather Dubrow also buys a $16.1 million, 9,000 square foot house in Beverly Hills. She asked her followers, who wants to see me renovate this? So not only did she buy for 16.1, it's a <laughs> Okay. What are we doing wrong? <laughs> Now, what does what does Heather do other than be a housewife? Why does she have all this money? Because I know I'm still getting to know these ladies, but is she like the richest one in the whole franchise? Like, what in the world? Well, her husband is a plastic surgeon. Okay, and he is on a television show called Botched, um, oh, where they fix up. Uh, yes, that's her husband. Yeah, okay. so, so okay. Adrian Maloof's ex-husband and Terry Dubrow are on botch. Got so it. I yes. get that there's money, and I think they've consistently bought houses, fixed them up, and sold them. Okay. But my point is, I ain't playing around with fifty-five million anywhere. I I I was annoyed that these Waterloo's I paid an additional. <laughs> 
four ninety nine for my Postmates delivery to get it on a priority exactly. arrival. <laughs> exactly. I know, right? Why do we have? To, I mean, I'm always like, do I? Does it? Do I need it to be a priority? Can I save this three dollars? You know what I'm saying? Like, do I need it in fourteen mis- minutes versus eighteen minutes? Yes, I do. I do. I need it then. I won't drink it till tomorrow, but I need it then. Um, okay, then. But my question is: We heard rumblings of this during BravoCon last year about mm-hmm. Heather Dubrow wanting to be on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Do you think this is her big play? Do you think this means she's ultimately going to want to be leaving Orange County and be in Beverly Hills, whether she's on a show or not? Like, where, where does your mind go with this? Like, because I have a house in Orange County, not in Encino, which we call Beverly Hills for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, so in both places. So clearly... I could do either or both are nice right. enough that it fits the part of either show. However, I've had this house for over 10 years and I've always lived in Encino. So, but when you go to make those type of purchases in a new place, I get that now she's an empty nester, but do you mm-hmm. think there's any TV that comes into play here? I mean, well, you would have to think she's certainly putting herself in position to have the option to go either way. You know? <laughs> And she certainly has the money to, I feel like she could blend in very nicely with Beverly Hills, to be honest. Like, I, like she, she works in Orange County or, or Beverly Hills for me. And, you know, this definitely feels like she's, you know, could be weighing her options. I, I feel like the, where she has everybody, you know, in Orange County is that she's able to have that air about her that, I have the most money. I have these things. Mm-hmm. But in Beverly Hills, people don't care. Yeah. That's they true. don't. So I'm a little worried she could get eaten alive. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, Eric and Jane may be like, I'm in a two bedroom apartment now, bitch. I, <laughs> Do not I don't come care. <laughs> like they've all had money. They've all not had money. Like right. I just don't think. I think watching Beverly Hills, people like the lifestyle, but right. being around the women. It's right. all been so long that they've had it that I don't think they're intimidated by it. Right, right, right. That's true. It doesn't feel, it's funny because Beverly Hills is like Beverly Hills, but I will say that the cast for me, they they live this great life, but they actually somehow seem like, you know, they're pretty, like they may actually second guess to, you know, push the priority button on their DoorDash as well. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they don't give me like, oh, we're just so rich. We're just like spending all this money all over the place. Right. You know what I mean? They don't give me that vibe. Same. So I think, you know, it would be interesting if she tried to, to say some of the things that she does to the OC gals and then yeah. I feel like it can get a little dicey. Yeah. Oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. I have to thank my new followers that I got on your podcast. I have to always acknowledge them because they're picking up. I think I got about 25, <laughs> maybe 30 new followers. And I want to thank you guys. And they all go in my comments and they specifically tell me that they're following me because they watch me on here. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So here's the thing that I need to tell everyone now. Anyone that is already following me, keep following me. Don't unfollow me at this point. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm getting more followers, but a couple are dropping off. So if I'm posting something that you don't like, just put in the comments. Like if you post this, I'm going to unfollow you because I'm doing good. I just need everyone to hold steady. And I can just keep getting closer and closer because I'm super close to 4 million now. So thank you to all uh, my... You know what? Fox is tra- changing one life at a time. That's who we are. <laughs> We're all about lifting up people Listen, to live their best life. Every follow counts, I'm telling you. I will be at 4 million, hopefully in the next... I mean, at this point, it, it's, you know, it's slow and steady, but. Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell you this. If on the next podcast, we can report that you've made out with a rock star. I think we could, <laughs> we can reach a whole nother group of people. Yes, that's true. That's true. Oh, my um, but let's take a little break. Then we're going to come back and talk about the actual episode of Orange County. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. 
This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Okay, we are back from the break. And the first thing that I need to say was I had to send Emily a text yesterday. And I just said, Emily, for the love, did you have to get your butthole waxed on television? Because now I have to make fun of you for it. Well, okay, for me, the whole time, I mean, because, you know, we were like in the Big Brother house. We would always be plucking our like goat hairs and stuff from our chin and stuff. Yeah. And like I've never had the the waxing and the nose thing. I'm gonna do that because I have hair nose hair that I like try to pluck out and it doesn't work. Like I need to get what they well, got. I I've actually done that before, um, and it hurts a little bit. I I loved it, but then I posted on because my kids were making fun of me because they said my nose hair was coming out. So I got it waxed. I was all proud of it, and then I said something on my Insta story like feeling so fresh (laughs) and then everybody told me you're not supposed to wax your nose hair because that's what protects you from getting sick i was gonna say that like i think we were supposed to have some nose hair right (laughs) i don't know is that what people get go up our nose like i don't know about that but let's go back to this butt waxing okay like i feel like i i mean i'm like team big butt over here too i have big butt and I just was the whole time, the whole time I was thinking, damn it, am I gonna have to wax my butt now? I never really thought, I mean, I'm more of a shaver. Yeah. I'm a shave girl. Like, because the waxing hurts unless they've like figured out a way for it not to hurt. But, well, the, but this is my question. When I texted her, she said, Do I shave my I, butt? <laughs> she said, I do. do I- you, but you don't shave your out the way that she's described. Hold on, let me see what the exact text is. Outside of the butt too, or just well, the- that's what I got confused by. She goes, I thought it was about waxing. The- she hadn't watched yet, so she goes, I thought it was waxing my butt. And then I came to the next question: Do people have hair on their butts on their cheeks? Like I, what I was envisioning was okay. the inside wrapped around right. from the V, that right. part of the butt. <laughs> That that's my focus. I don't actually have. If I do have hair on my actual cheeks, it's very fine. So <laughs> I'm not concerned about that. That's normal. Okay? I feel like I've seen your butt, and I never found there to be a problematic <laughs> it, hairs on it, your cheeks. It's vague, but I know for a fact there's hair inside inside 
cheeks. So that's where <laughs> I try to shave. And you want to try to like, you know how careful I have to be to shave all up in there to try to like. Oh, I know. You have to bend over. It's, it's a, a whole, whole thing. thing. It's a whole thing. So. But um, I can I mean, tell you what not to do. Don't ever try to nair there. I really injured myself. <laughs> no. I went down that rabbit hole before. That's not good. That is not good. Like it, it's, you know, like even when you rinse it out, some of the stuff is going to get, <laughs> get in there. So, my insides fell yeah. out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. But I did enjoy their, I, you know, I think that Shane is pretty uh, open about these sex conversations, which is surprising to me because you remember he's LDS slash Mormon. Right. That's right. So I'm like, I know. <laughs> A lot of LDS slash Mormons, and I don't know any. They're normally but... not as open to discuss butt play, right, or sex, or really oh, how yeah. into asses they are. He's a butt guy, and I love that they're so transparent and open about their like sex life. I think they're yeah. really. Funny. I love them. Okay, then we get into Jen says the stories Tamara knows are from Heather Amin. And Jen says her and Tamara used to give Heather Amin shit that she consider considered Ryan to be her brother. Jen thinks Heather was in love with Ryan since there's no other reason a woman would be that concerned with another relationship. Do you believe that a straight man and a straight woman can be close friends without being romantically involved? I believe that it's possible. I don't think it's all that likely most of the time, but I do think it is possible. I've seen situations where I, where it is possible. Yeah. I mean, I here's kind of where this scene is a little bit tough for me in general. And I'm going to break the fourth wall here a little bit. Yay, so I'm going to give a little inside scoop. I, I love think, the fourth wall breaking. Yeah. So I think we're all watching this and thinking, I mean, I know I am. I'm watching this and going, this is bananas. What do they care? If, <laughs> what does Heather Amin give two shits about Jen being with a guy that may cheat on her? Why is she coming to a slip and slide party to talk about it? Like, why is like, what skin off her ass is it? Really? <laughs> Like, but, I, I can't get it. And I also, and then it's like, and then Tam's involved. I'm like, luckily, Tamara, this episode was not as involved, which I was like, thank yeah, you, right, Tamara. Right. I didn't want to have to recap that shit again. <laughs> thank you for staying away. Um, But can I, can I just say something really quickly? Like, is it just me or like all this is doing outside of just making me literally want to go to Orange County and have dinner with Jen at this point and just be her friend because they're just lighting her up every time she turns around. But like, okay, are they not like, what do the guys look like in Orange County? They're making it seem like Ryan is the hottest thing going. Like that he's like, like a young Brad Pitt running around Orange County. I think the man is cute, but I don't think he's worth all this commotion that all these women are running around worried about all these people that he's going to cheat with because he's just, is he like? No. So okay. I think what it is, is there's not many single age-appropriate men in Orange County. Oh, okay. So I don't know that there is a ton of 45 range single men okay. in Orange County. Okay. So maybe that's what all the hubbub is about. And also, all Heather Amin did was make Jen look better. I'm like, I don't know. Again, yes. Jen just keeps winning by default at this point. Like all she does is show up and just try to explain to people why they should leave her alone in her relationship. And I laughed out loud when Taylor said that she feels like she's dating Ryan at this point. Like she, like they talk so much, like I'm so tired of talking about Ryan and their, their relationship. Like it's crazy. Like at this point, I'm, I'm so invested. Like I want to go, if they make it, I better be in what, <clears throat> better we be in bridesmaids at this point. We've been talking oh. about this. Please do not wedding. <laughs> if they actually make it down the aisle after all this bullshit we've gone through, we're going to that wedding. So Jen, just be prepared for Teddy and I to show up. We don't care. We'll 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 we all wear the same colored dress. We'll wear different ones. <laughs> I'll even wear a cat sleeve if I need to. Um, I want to walk. I want to walk her down the aisle. Actually, <laughs> it would be my pleasure. Get your ass down this aisle <laughs> and marry this man. We've been through hell and back. Oh my gosh. But then if y'all get divorced, we won't stop talking about it. 
Pamela was right. Oh my God. Please <laughs> not. If they get married, their butts better stay married. That's all I gotta say. Cause I have nothing. I, I have I can't help them out if they if they get divorced. If okay. they get married. But did you notice the foreshadowing in this scene where Shannon is saying she understands not wanting people to talk about your relationships? I was like, that is chef's kiss. <laughs> Thank you for the foreshadowing. And then what about when Taylor goes, not wanting to eat the corn dog is smart because of how shared the cotton candy Beverly Hills scene became. <laughs> She's like, I don't need another meme about me eating the corn dog. Um, but my last question in regards to this event is actually not about Heather Dubrow wearing a scuba outfit for the slip and slide, but were they all told, do me a favor, bring your prettiest friend <laughs> and that's your marching orders. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of, uh, all right. Then we need to get into the scene. With Gina, Travis, Matt, and his girlfriend. Um, okay, first off, I know you didn't used to watch the show, but the girlfriend looks so much like Kelly Dodd to me. I can't, I'm having a hard time focusing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, also, you can kind of deduce from this scene that Matt's type is a you know, a girl with a vocal fry. They talk, <laughs> her and Gina both have the same inflection. Yes. <laughs> um, also, do we think, mm -hmm. how do we think Travis is really doing with all of this? Because then we kind of get into more conversation. And, I, and I'm going to skip around just because I want to just get through this entire portion now where they have the dinner and they're talking and Gina gets emotional with Travis and saying she's just so happy because she sees how much better her life is now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a part of her that's still sad that it didn't work? I don't know, but I'm excited to see her story unfold a little bit more for sure. Like, I feel like she's happy, but you know, she's dealing with this other past trauma stuff. I don't know, but I didn't, she didn't bother me this episode. Like I usually, usually I'm like, Gina, what are you doing? You know what I mean? But I don't know. I thought she was okay. And I am definitely, I, I just want to get more into their relationship. Like I just need to get, I need to move in. I need to pack up, <laughs> take a flight to Orange County and move in with those two and just see what's really going on. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. She like didn't she didn't bother me this episode either. Um, but something I did think about what did you when think? I was thinking about the Jen and the Heather and the Tamara of it all, mm -hmm. even going back to last week, the original person that brought up the cheating and the Ryan mm -hmm. was Gina. We have forgotten that. I kept thinking it was Tamara and I couldn't wrap my head around it. But remember, at that cut event, okay. all of that, it was, and then there was at the bar with Emily and Jen, this, that's where it all started. It all came from. You're right. Oh yeah. Goodness, so that. I totally forgot. I kept thinking, why did, t like, this doesn't actually fully make sense, even with knowing their history. Why is Tamara the one that's doing it? Right. But no, once it's already been talked about, which right. Emily and Gina did. Right. And that means everybody knows. Yeah. And then you got to keep the conversation. Keep yeah. Going. Yeah. So at least that gave, you know, it gave my girl a little bit of a, a buffer there <laughs> when I remembered that detail. I was like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't listen to the pod this week. <laughs>something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Then Emily tells Tamara that Heather shared some things with her about Shannon and John's relationship. That is concerning. Emily says the first rule about Shannon's relationship is that you don't talk about Shannon's relationship. That's like the fight club. Like first rule of the fight club. <laughs> um, Tamara feels like Heather is coming from a place of gossip and not concern. And Tamara is pa- planning to mildly bring it up to Shannon. Um. That concerned me right away as soon as he came up. I was like, I'm just trying to picture Tamara mildly, very mildly bringing this up to Shannon. Like, I don't know. I was like, I hope there's no tequila involved because I don't know about this mildly bringing it up. But she actually did make it a little mild. A no, little I, I actually, that scene, we'll get to it at the end, but that okay. scene, I thought Tamara did housewife gold by yeah. the face, the not yeah. fully allowing them breaking the fourth wall. I was like, and yeah. Vicky being hilarious. I was like, I like this. Okay. But I also needed to know where this was discussed about the relationships. All I could think about when I was in this bar is like, who in the Garth Brooks chose this bar? <laughs> like, what is, where is this bar? Do people really frequent it here in Orange County? Um, I think it was called the Swallows Inn. I've seen it once before, and it's not a place that I'm like, I think I want to head in there. And I like country music. So, and I ride horses, and I'm filthy 90% of the time. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Then we're back to the pool party. Right. Um, I do wish at this point, Tamra didn't say she cried and was beating herself up for doing it. I wish at this point, Tam just would have said, listen, it drives me nuts when people say one thing and to me and then something to other people. And I can't live with hypocrisy and it makes me go crazy. That would have been better for me. And I'm sorry for throwing the napkin. Yeah. Well, I, I like and I was too drunk. I, I like that. She admitted that she was really upset and she cried because it just, I mean, you know, you know, Tam is Tam. So anytime that she really like after the fact, after she blows up the house <laughs> okay, and goes home and thinks about it and be like, wow, you know, maybe I should not have thrown a napkin in her face. Like I like when you can think about what you've done and go back and say, you know what, I, I, I still feel how I feel, but that was not the right way to go about it. So yeah, I, I like that. I appreciate and, it. And, and that apology will work if we don't have to hear about this anymore. Yes. 
That's oh, the way I feel about it. Tamara's apology will work for me 100% if next week we're right. on to the drama we care about. Exactly. <laughs> or if we're going to get into the backstory of what happened. Yeah. Or if at some point Gina's going to say, you know what? I'm sorry for bringing up the cheating in the first place. <laughs> that brought us on here. And now we are however like, many episodes later still talking Unless about they're it. actually showing Ryan having sex with someone that he's cheating with. I'm good. <laughs> I'm or good. unless they're going to bring in the person he's actually cheating with with photo evidence yes i'm good yes absolutely he is quite good at making a joke about it i like love that he did that i love that he made the joke about the uh dick pic <laughs> right but a lot of the time guys that um get themselves in hot water are quite good at making jokes about behaviors um <laughs> I like that he did that. I was like, oh, yes, Brian, get him. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, after a while, you're just like, okay, everybody gets a dick pic. Let's go. I don't know. Like, I think, I actually would be really funny if he just sent everyone a dick pic. pic, pic. I actually, because I went over, I, I went over to the dick pic special Instagram page, which talking about needing some followers, that page really <laughs> needs some. So you better help them out. What, I'm like, what? A dick pic Instagram page? Yes, they're selling merch that says like D asterisk CK or something. I don't, I may have it wrong, guys, but it's something <laughs> along those lines. Okay. But when I checked, it was something under like 237 followers. <laughs> <laughs> like my daughter's blocked Instagram that I don't let anyone follow. I think that's more than that. She's on a television show. Um, okay, then. Um, yeah, I'm crying. You, I'm would crying. you have partaken in the slip and slide? Absolutely, and I'm the most non. I'm, I'm the most non-adventurous person ever. But I like that it was low and that it was wet, and uh, I thought it was a waste of champagne. I feel like water could have done the same thing, but I mean, maybe that's like a rich person thing. <laughs> like I don't know what that's about. But, we but using a champagne it. gun to lube up a slide, like and it was good champagne. It wasn't even cheap champagne. Yeah, I was gonna say use Kooks, Cooks, <laughs> whatever it is. Corbell, don't be using Bub. <laughs> exactly. I was like, wait a minute, not the good champagne. Maybe they wanted to drink it on the way, just <laughs> as they go down the slide. Tamara's tits are out. There's all kinds of shit going on there. I was like. This okay. slide has seen a lot. Again, why, no matter how, I have to call my girl Tamara out, but this is why I still love her. I just knew those tits were coming out at some point. And she just makes it look like, of course, I'm going <laughs> to raise my shirt up and put my tits out. Like, and it just is not even offensive. It is like the best thing ever. Like, it's like you're waiting for that to happen at that point. Yeah. Like, I always have nip slits where mine just like, like I'm talking to you and I don't even know what's happening. Like, oh, your, your breast is out. I'm like, oh my God. And I was a little concerned. Like when you jump on the slip and slide with like, especially if you have implants and stuff, like you just that throw down on the, like, uh, that would be my only concern would be to position myself somehow to not like throw myself down breast first and then slide. Well, like, I'm gonna t I'm gonna it. tell you a, a not to. So we live right here on the beach in Orange County, and I thought it was a great idea to put the slip and slide because, like, the way the beaches are here, it's like up high, and then there's like a a divot, okay. And so I, or like it goes down. So I put the slip and slide like this, and all the kids because they weigh significantly less than the adults, <laughs> this worked great for. It's like it got them going enough that they had fun. <laughs> and then I decided to take a running dive and I had so much sand in my mouth, in my privates, I, I, and it's captured it's on video. To get out, by the way. Once that sand gets in that area, good luck. You're taking sand out for days. You're picking, like, you couldn't get it out with uh, a tweezer. I point. mean, my earlobes, <laughs> like, the... I needed freaking Emily's waxer to get the sand out of my butt. Like, it was such a shit show. So if you think you're a brilliant mother of the year, you don't need to then participate in the event that is working for your 32-pound four-year-old. Exactly. You double, quadruple in speed. Right. Okay, just for confirmation, Shannon did have on a Spanx, right? 
like a yes. thing. She, but it, it, I'm not even sure if it was a swimsuit. I think it was just the. I know they make Spanx swimsuits, but I think it was just the actual Spanx. Oh, I God. have a Spanx thing. I recognized it right away. It was like that is a Spanx. Why was Shannon in her front yard putting Tanner on? I, okay, I would have understood this if it, we were talking spray tan and like maybe she has carpet all in her house and so she needed to get spray tan so that she didn't want it to get anywhere. But then I realized it was just tanning makeup. Right. And I'm like, one, I know you got a backyard. Why yeah. are we doing it? Right here. <laughs> or even, even outside, period. I feel like you could have just done it in the bathroom, personally. You like, you could you could have just know. stood in your shower and did it. Shower. That would have been a great place. But like the front yard, it was that was actually really funny. I love uh, it. What if they fell down again though? Did you also notice? There oh, was another fall I'm in the pool. Used to them falling, so <laughs> I didn't <laughs> notice it this time. <laughs> they clearly have like some kind of balance issue, those women. But anyway. Okay. And I know you guys are gonna say that I'm biased right now, but I want to talk about this last scene. And I'd also like to officially give Tamara an Emmy for her outstanding performance as housewife who doesn't have to say a word to get the drama going. Because the Tamara, Shannon, and Vicky meet up, Tamara asks Shannon if she confides in Heather, and Shannon says she believes that Heather is a vault. Tamara makes a face, something like this, but obviously they're drinking like their 13th shot of tequila. Right. Right. Well, anytime you take a sip of anything, when someone asks you a question, basically means uh, you're dropping dime without dropping yeah. dime. Yeah. So, but she kept her word to Emily because she didn't say she found out from Emily. <laughs> but then Shannon walks over to the production crew which they're like just let, like this is the one time we're getting to eat and just listen to the drama and you guys are being funny like vicky's bringing her best like i think the line that vicky said that killed me was listen what's in the vault is in the vault is in the vault but we need to know <laughs> on fire I thought she was it was really good to see vicky i like vicky on the show but Shannon going over to production and saying, my relationship's over if this comes out. Now I need to know. I, you know what, Vicky? I need to know, too. What was What was it that she shared with Heather? And after seeing the flashback scene from last season yeah. with Heather and Shannon, why would she confide in Heather? Right. Right. Of right. all the people to confide in. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, well I felt bad for Shannon because I was like, man, you know, you, you know, it's going all downhill when something gets out there that you don't want to get out there. And once that train gets going, you know, it's going to make it all the way to the reunion stop. OK, by the end of it, we will have to know what what is happening. And that's just part of sharing your life on the show. But it's, and it's at, at this what point, Shannon. Ryan should send you flowers. Thank you, because you just ended my portion of being a child on Real Housewives of Orange County. We would, like, poor Jen and Ryan probably can't even get a scene right now. They're like, we have moved on. We got way bigger fish to fry now. They can't even get C production team over to their house at this point. When that, when that happened, I was like, all cast event right here, right now. And I'm going to end this episode with saying one thing. A little bit controversial coming from me. Uh-oh. <laughs> I would not mind seeing Vicky get her orange back. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. So I she brings like I like what she brings. I mean, she's just herself. She just has she she kind of makes sense, but doesn't in a lot of ways. She's funny. She's just been around. Like we're invested. Like she's so over the top. The fact that she had multiple tequila shots just ready because she knows that she's going to be her best if she's a little drunk. Like know yourself. She came in hot. She understood the assignment. She was like, I haven't been here for a minute. I know exactly how to work this scene. And she, and she came in hot by being funny versus yes. mean, which I liked. Yes. But also, absolutely. I do have one question, Vicky. Are you really in crotchless undies? And <laughs> I love that for her when she said that. I actually had to think. 
I actually don't own a pair. Of me products. either. And now I'm like, like I'm so I gotta sorry. get my butt waxed. I gotta get crushless. <laughs> I got a lot of shit to do now. You got a lot of shit to do before you get on that plane to London. Because I, I can bust you these 80s rock stars are expecting some crotches undies and some clean wax assholes. <laughs> so I we better end today's podcast because you've got business to attend to. Listen, listen, I got to go wax my butt. <laughs> I'll All see right. you next week. I'll Love wax mine too. Or no, I'll just shave it. Edwin won't care. <laughs> he won't notice the difference. He'll just be so happy it's decently cleaned up. Goodbye. 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 Love you. Love you. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 